With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Waiting to hear uh, if we've got uh, contact with uh, Jimmy Smith at this point. Um, another uh, cricket uh, cricket last night. We'll get back to that, actually, uh, the other texts that have come through because we've got uh, Jimmy on the line, which is great. Jimmy, good morning to you. Uncle Ian, how are you? Yeah, very, very good. I <laughs> uh, like the respect too, my friend. I love the respect. <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, look, great weekend for uh, rugby league because uh, at the end of the day, um, it's been crying out for a successful World Cup. Would you, uh, aside from the fact that Australia scooped the pool, would you, in terms of the game in general, a successful World Cup? Yeah, uh, on every metric, and yeah, it's fantastic. Obviously, it hasn't had international rugby league for a couple of years, and there's obvious reasons for that. Um, they needed to get back there and have a have a successful cup there was talk around the crowds and and how many were there or weren't there but there was a uh, they maintained ticket pricing which was unusual for the north of england so financially it was a success the emergence of this time samoa last time it was tonga tonga were there strong again but almost the emergence of england again as a a really strong rugby league nation was was good for all to see as well the semi-final, Australia versus New Zealand, I think it's clear they're the best two rugby league teams in the world. There was literally nothing in that high-quality game, 16-14, the Kangaroos won, and then they were probably clearly the better side against Samoa. But what a great story, the Samoan team making that final and some incredible scenes coming out of the final as well. Huge support from the locals for the outsiders, Samoa. But in the end, James Tedesco and his Kangaroos side were, were just too strong, too many stars, and in the end, got the job done pretty comfortably. Yeah, interesting uh, that they did. I think it was 14-0 at half-time. Uh, and then, of course, they just uh, ran away with that dominance in the second half. You, you touched on that, the emergence of uh, Samoa, Jimmy. I've got to say, where I live in Hawke's Bay, not a huge rugby league province, I think it's fair to say, but the number of Samoan flags I saw out of car windows, etc., uh, around uh, our province was indicative, I think, of just how it caught on. Little Samoa is the way we describe Campbelltown. Uh, a mate of mine was there on, on the Saturday morning, so we had the game on Sunday morning, but Saturday morning they were there and uh, same thing, cars with flags, streamers everywhere, people very proud of their heritage and, and really willing this side on. I mean, it, it was in the west of Sydney, it was very strong, obviously, and, and, and there's as many people of Samoan background who live in the USA as live in Samoa. Um, it's nearly the same in New Zealand and there's just shy of 100,000 in Australia as well. So there's, the diaspora is all around the globe and um, everyone was supporting Toa Samoa and, and, and rightly so because they'd done exceptionally well. Um, there was a lot of 
interest and there was a lot of anticipation given the players from the NRL who had put their hand up. And then when they come out and get beaten 60 points to six in the first game, it all evaporates and all the pressure starts to come onto the side. But from that point, they, they steadied themselves and then they found levels that they hadn't found previously. And, you know, guys like Junior Barlow and, and Jerome Luai played absolutely superbly during the course of the, the tournament. And, um, you know, that, it was worthy that they made the final. Um, I think it was also worthy that Australia won in such a fashion. It's also, uh, I think, a great reflection too on, on the NRL, Jimmy, because, uh, of course, m- most of these sides, uh, particularly the Island Nations, Australia, of course, the Kiwis, are made up from players uh, from a mixture of NRL clubs. And I, I just think that the, f- the fact that you can draw them out of a competition and so quickly turn them readily into competitive uh, international teams, org as well. Yeah, it's great, but it's left us with a bit of a conundrum, Ian, and that is... What do we do around state of origin eligibility? Like, state of origin is the jewel in the crown of rugby league from a commerce point of view. Financially, it's worth so much. It's all bundled together in this NRL deal that, that Channel 9 and Free-to-Air Television has paid for over here. But <clears throat> it's worth so much more than, than, than um, you know, if it was debundled. Um, but do you run the risk of devaluing that? If you allow people from, like, should Victor Radley, who's wanted to represent England, should he be allowed to play State of Origin? He's played all his junior rugby league in New South Wales, in the New South Wales rugby league system. Jerome Luai was born in Samoa, but from the age of two was growing up and playing all of his rugby league in the Penrith system. So the New South Wales rugby league system there, should he be still able to play for New South Wales? Same with Brian Toll. Does does it devalue state of origin, or does it create extra value from an international point of view? But the challenge around that is that, that rugby union is very used to playing international games, and, and, and the super rugby competition fits to that. The NRL, they don't fit to anyone. They just run their own competition, and, and next year it's 27 rounds plus four rounds of finals. That's 31 weeks. Where do you fit international rugby league into that? They've gone Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday to state of origin, and previously, the weekend State of Origin game allowed you to play international rugby league that allowed Tonga and Fiji and Samoa and New Zealand to be able to compete. When do they do it now? It's, it's, hey, it's great the Kangaroos won, but Mal Meninga's asked a really legitimate question on the back of that World Cup, and that is, when do the Kangaroos next play? And no one knows the answer. Well, that's crazy, um, because uh, you've got to cash in. You simply have to cash in. Um, and there is some talk of, uh, well, Samoa are, are wanting to take the game as far reaching as the USA to spread this global feeling because, as you say, the population, it's, it's, it's when you have world events like this, you actually understand the, the, the spread of population as much as anything else. 30% of all Australians are born overseas. You know, to, to see, and you would have seen it firsthand, Ian, to see the support for India and Pakistan at the T20 World Cup was phenomenal. 90,000 people at the MCG. Australia's going to play England in an ODI tomorrow at the MCG. They will be lucky to be a fifth of that crowd there. Uh, and, and, you know, and that's for a lot of, lot of reasons. But um, I agree. Like, I, if you want to extend international rugby league, and, and people have talked about the USA for a long time, and all, the, the two NRL clubs that get mentioned is Manly and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And why? because they've got a Hollywood star supports Manly and Hugh Jackman and a Hollywood star owns South Sydney in Russell Crowe. And, and that's the tenuous link to the USA. But if you want to take a game of rugby league there, 
take Samoa versus Tonga there because the audience is inbuilt. You know, the, the, the following that you would get there from the, the former Tongan and the former Samoan and those who identify uh, with that ancestry would be absolutely huge. And then all of a sudden you're making a bit more noise and then people outside of that start going, okay, well, what's this game that you're interested in? Uh, and then you've, you've, you've got something to work with. I, I'm amazed. I know they did it a few years ago, but the All Blacks have played games in the USA with great success. The Wallabies have played games there with great success. Given the emergence of rugby in colleges and universities over there and, and the Sevens program for the USA, I can't believe that the Wallabies, who are cash-strapped at the best of times, aren't playing a game in the USA every year just to further their brand. It's interesting, actually. The next T20 World Cricket Cup is a, a shared gig between the USA and uh, the West Indies. I think the USA will dominate that on the money front. Uh, the West Indies got none. Uh, but uh, let's uh, look too. Can we just uh, slide very quickly look at? Um, we don't want to look at it too closely. Fifty-four <laughs> four. The Jillaroos the got their act together and uh, severely dominated uh, the Kiwi fence. Fifty-four four. But uh, still good for rugby league and more exposure there for the women's side of the game and. Uh, more more uh, teams and more players coming into the women's NRL. Uh, isn't it fantastic that when you look at a, a, a Jillaroo side that runs out and you're critiquing why they've selected uh, uh, Sammy Bremner at fullback and not Emma Tonegado? You know, you, you're doing it not. It's there's no tokenism associated with it. It's it's actually wow. That, that's okay. Brigginshaw's been able to hold her position in at, at halfback. That's going to be interesting. Well, Brigginshaw comes out and was player of the match in that and, and she was up against Racine McGregor who's the, the golden boot winner and the Dally M winner and, and to see her face after the game just completely uh, desolate the, the just so devastated with the way things played out. I anticipated a much closer game. They were superb the Gillaroos. You've got to give them credit um, the big players stood up. I talked about Brigginshaw, but Bremner was great. Tonegato got on there. Kennedy Cherrington scored a couple of tries as well. And Jess Sergis, who's an absolute star, along with Isabel Kelly, they scored doubles as well. They're they just so strong against a, a Kiwi side that provided – or the Silver uh, Fern side that were so dangerous in the lead-up. Nearly beat Australia. And, you know, if things went their way, probably would have beaten Australia. They missed the kick from in, basically in front. Um, yeah, it was a surprise result, but it was a very pleasing result from Australian Rugby League point of view. Uh, Jimmy, um, I guess now um, a lot of head coaches are looking at players and recovery periods, etc., going into uh, the NRL pre-season, uh, no, none more so than uh, Ivan Cleary, of course, and the Penrith Panthers, who were heavily populated throughout these sides. Uh, do you see any hiccups there for NRL sides going in as a result of this timing of this World Cup? Uh, it's really interesting about how players are now ticking over. They they have, as per their CBA, which hasn't quite been completed, but they're working off the old one. These guys get eight weeks holiday. They won't be back until January in their pre-season. But what we do know now, Ian, is that they all tick over. They, they all do a little bit of something because they know. And even though they don't have to be in, the clubs are monitoring, uh, monitoring them and just saying, okay, well, guys, you need to look after yourself because, you know, they, the, the season starts a week earlier in 2023 because of the 27 weeks. So everything's happening that bit earlier. The trial games are a bit earlier. For Penrith, and, and this is the interesting thing, they've got the World Club Challenge. Now, they don't have to go to the UK. They're going to do it in Penrith. But from what I understand, everyone in the Penrith squad is putting their hand up, hey, we want to play in this game. So that's going to be 
about six weeks after they return for pre-season. So to be to be football ready, to be rugby league ready within the space of six weeks, that's going to be a challenge physically. So they need to be doing something in the lead up to that, and I'm I'm sure they will be. But they they get a well deserved break at this point, Ian. Uh, and just finally, of course, uh, one thing they won't have uh, Penrith Panthers, or one person they won't have is Andrew Webster. Of course, he's now the head coach of the Warriors. Give us some hope for our season forthcoming, please, Uncle Jim. Uh, I think uh, has been an NRL coach in waiting for the last couple of years. Andrew Webster, um, you know, went to the finishing school out there at Penrith with with Ivan Cleary and, and what they do there. And of course, Cameron Serraldo is another one uh, out of that system that's going to be in the hot seat for the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Um, from what I understand, Andrew's greatest strength is his relatability to players. So, um, getting the best out of individuals, I think that's probably something that. Um, the Warriors haven't been able to do over the last couple of years. Um, I'd like to give you a whole heap of hope, Ian, to, to the listeners as well, but I'm not sure the Warriors are a top eight side next year. Okay, thank you very much for ending on such a positive <laughs> note for us, mate. <laughs> hey, hey, no, no. It'll, it'll, what, what's that? Sit. You're never going to invite me back? Fair enough. <laughs> no, 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 you're back. You're a regular now. Uh, hey, and, and uh, the reason why is that was great. Uh, enjoyed talking to you, Jimmy. Um, thank you very much. Hope to catch up in person at some stage along the line. Thank you, mate. But as a young bloke who used to watch you play international cricket, it's been my privilege Ian thank you when making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese tomato and aioli so we doubled it chicken and Macca's together and loving it ba-da-ba-ba-ba available after 10.30am for a limited time only